some people plot their lives out by saying, they, 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 they decide, this is what I have to, I want to be here in five years, in 10 years, I want to be CEO of a company. I just was never like that at all. It's whatever I'm doing now, this is fun, an opportunity comes up, and I would do things that would take years to happen, but I didn't decide at the beginning, this is where I want to be at the end. I didn't think, oh, I want to save the world from anesthesia errors. It was, this was an interesting thing to study. And that's what good science is. You study something that's an interesting question that you don't know the answer to. And then the best part is the serendipity. You get information that isn't what you expected. And that's where the great discoveries come from that. Uh, there are lots of stories like that. And, 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 and you follow your instincts about the things that you get that are unexpected. And that's happened to me time and time again. So you're doing this here on the East Coast, and you're becoming more interested in patient safety. You're sort of seeing the potential for simulation. You're shifting away from technology more to the human mm -hmm. side of things, which right. I think is yeah. really interesting. Yeah. So at the same time on the West Coast, David Gaba is doing some preliminary work in anesthesia and safety and simulation. And somehow you two connected. Yeah, actually, it wasn't at the same time because Dave's, I think, about 10 years. Yeah, that's on the order of 10 years younger than I am. And he, I think, got started in the mid-80s. I can't remember, somewhere 83, 84, 85. And the way he and I got connected starts a little bit further back. From the patient safety work I was doing and my having met G. Pierce, Ellison C. Pierce Jr., who was the chairman of anesthesia at the then Deaconess Hospital in Boston, he was... We studied, that was one of the hospitals we studied, so I got to know him. And the whole other part of the story is how we created the Anesthesia Patient Safety Foundation, which formally, I think, is 85 or 86. As a part of the APSF, I thought a really critical thing was for patient safety was we had to get funding for research, because one of the reasons I had to get a real job and help run biomedical engineering at MGH uh, was because the funding dried up for this kind of work. It wasn't easy to get. And so we created a research program for funding grants and anesthesia for patient safety. It was one of the first things the APSF did. Dave Gaba applied for one of those grants, one of the very first ones, and we gave three out in 87, I think, was he was one of the three, and they were for $35,000 each. And I can't remember the title of his first grant, but it was something around studying some aspect of this simulator that he was building. And Dave has his own story about how he came to that. And you can probably see that on their website at Stanford. Uh, but he was funded to do that. And at some point, he connected to APSF and said, why don't you come and see what I'm doing? Which was really interesting to do a site visit for a grant that somebody already had, which most agencies don't do. They don't really follow it. So the executive committee went and visited Dave at Stanford and actually saw him put on a little simulation. Now, his interest was in studying human performance. Uh, he wasn't so interested in the training. He was interested in how people uh, perform in anesthesia, how they make mistakes, and how they think, the cognitive processes. And he decided he needed to build a lab, a simulation, to put people in situations so he could study how they thought. And it turned out it was a great way to train people, too. So he and I met, actually we met, I remember we bumped into each other in Las Vegas at an ASA meeting, uh, crossing, I can picture it in one of the casinos, and that's the first time we met. Uh, and over the years, we've become, become really close friends and colleagues. Uh, so uh, 
I remember distinctly coming back from that visit. And by the way, we also, the executive committee went to the University of Florida, Gainesville, where Mike Good, Nick Gravenstein had another grant, and they were developing what was called the Gainesville Anesthesia Simulator, which turned into what became the Medi Simulator, which is now the CAE Simulator. And it's, it's worth mentioning that the two groups were coming from different places. That Dave was studying performance in human error and thinking about things like CRM. The group in Gainesville was thinking more about how do you prevent people from making mistakes with anesthesia machines and teach them about machines. So they came from a training perspective. And they each thought that the other wasn't so important. So Steve Small is at this dinner, and Dave Gaba is at one table, and, and uh, Mike Good, and I think it was Mike, was at the other table. And Steve was the one that helped them come to this realization, at least this is the way I remember it, that you needed both of these aspects for patient safety, the training, the understanding about error, and the training to prevent error, and that both uses of simulation were important. So uh, this is how I got to meet Dave, and it was in flying back from the visit we had, not from that dinner, but flying back from Stanford after this visit of the APSF Executive Committee, that I just had this thought about, boy, what would it be like if we could transplant what Dave was doing at Stanford to Harvard, to the anesthesia department, to bring simulation there and actually get people out of their environment and train them to, to perform better as teams. So my thinking was that if we could get something developed at Stanford, transplanted at Harvard, that would be really cool because also it would demonstrate the importance of simulation. Could you take it from somewhere else and disseminate to another place, particularly a rival. Uh, oh, that wasn't necessarily so important. That was a kind of little devilish side of me to test an idea like that. So uh, people may not know, but Harvard Medical School doesn't have any hospitals. It doesn't own a hospital. All the hospitals are independent. Mass General, Brigham and Women's, Beth Israel, actually now Beth Israel Deaconess, because they merged it back then, they were, they were independent, and the Children's Hospital. The, and there were other hospitals that residents would rotate to. Collectively, they were, there was an executive committee of Harvard Medical School for anesthesia, the Harvard Anesthesia Executive Committee, made up of the leaders of the five main hospitals now four. So I, through the work I had done in patient safety, I kind of knew the people, and I went to them through Richard Kitts, my chair. He was the one who was my main connection. And I presented to them this idea that we should consider bringing simulation to Harvard. Again, I don't know why they did this, but they collectively agreed to do that. And so what they agreed to do, uh, my suggestion, was to find two people from each of their departments, two anesthesiologists. They took, assigned 10 anesthesiologists and me, and we all went out to Stanford for a day and a half and visited Dave. And I got Dave to agree to put on the program, which he was, of course, thrilled to do. And we picked the anesthesiologists carefully. There were people who were clinically respected. They weren't simulation people because nobody was into simulation. And, uh, but they were people whose opinion would be respected. Uh, so we put the program on. Uh, they put the program on. We all flew out there. And by the way, Dave would have done it for nothing. The chiefs had to pay for the travel. But I thought, well, that wasn't fair. So I told him that he was charging $700 each tuition. So, uh, so he actually got paid to put this on, which I thought was a fair thing to do. So we go out there, and he puts on a one-day CRM program in which probably eight of the 11 of us, not me, but the, uh, eight of the 10 anesthesiologists actually, I think, got to participate. 
and he put on his program, and then we debrief, and people said, this is really cool. We should try to do something like this at Harvard. And so that was the beginning of what later became CMS.